Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 6th, 2020. What's going on and how are you? How is How was your 4th of July weekend? Did you have some burgers? Ah, you have some hot dogs, some fucking french fries. Uh, were you, did, you, did you make a 7-foot hot dog and your, your fucking neighbor was eating one side and you eat another? You know? And you got mad because he ate seven inches and you only got five, the fucking selfish cunt. And you both walked away, right? Is that what happened? Um, or did you just say, fuck it, man. This is all just a fucking thing to take down the guy that I want to vote for. And you fucking just had a party. Um, I don't know. I didn't do shit. I was just over here with the wife and kids. I got the grill going, and we just did burgers and dogs. Nice and fucking simple. And that was it. Um, I kind of lived vicariously through other people's fucking shit that they were doing. All the fireworks out here was great, watching everybody shooting them off and all of that stuff. You know, it's always unfortunate. There's always somebody fucking, you know, blows one of their balls off. Ever you hear, you hear about that kid over in Salem? Ah, oh, dude, he had a fucking pack of firecrackers in his right pocket, blew his left nut off. That's what's weird. The, well, evidently, I'll tell you how it happened. I'll, did you hear about it? It's my fucking story. Evidently, the concussive force of the fucking explosion, when it hit his right ball, what actually happened was his right ball was so concussed by the explosion, it was thrown back like fucking Rambo, you know, after he blows up a building and it slammed into the ne- left nut so hard that it, it disintegrated. It was fucking weird. It was like everybody was looking, you know, they saw the one nut in there and it was, they thought it was the left ball. Turned out it was the right one. It's like that movie Face Off with John Travolta and fucking Nick Cage switch faces and you don't know who's who, right? That's going to be the next thing that they reboot. I'm going to have that. I'm going to pitch that over at Netflix, a reboot of Face Off, where it's about a kid who uh, blows off his left ball and everybody thinks it's his right ball. You know? And then I get a couple of big celebrities to do the voices of the balls. You know? I'm just roughing this out here, okay? And if you think you're going to beat me over to the Writers Guild to register this idea, you're out of your fucking mind. Okay? This is going to be my next big score in the middle of this pandemic. Okay, and I have been scoring right and fucking left. All right, Bert Kreischer introduced me to the wonders of a Heath bar. I had one of those today. You know, was very happy I didn't have any fillings in my mouth. Delicious candy bar. That was a fucking score. Isn't there a candy bar name score? Isn't there? I have no fucking idea. Anyways, God bless everybody who went out there and had a good fucking time. You know, breathing on people and shooting off fireworks. You know. L.A., there's, there's no city, I would say no city in the fucking world that has the level of just random. Do you ever see the Stanford fucking college band? You know, that whole thing. Hey, man, we just like do whatever we want to do, man. Um, don't ever watch that band. The, the level of murderous thoughts that goes through your fucking head with those fucking cunts all full of themselves, like what they're doing is so avant-garde. It's just, I, I, get, I get it. I get it. You know, you, you, you could have actually got together and done something. Instead, you chose to do nothing. And now you're acting like you're actually thinking outside the box when you're really just laying on your fucking back playing a trumpet. 
which anybody else in any other band could fucking do. You know, we don't have uniforms, man. We're fucking Stanford. We're crazy. Um, I feel like L.A.'s fireworks is like that. You know what I mean? L.A.'s fireworks is like if the Stanford marching band was exciting. <laughs> I will forever hate that fucking band because I went to a Rose Bowl game. It was Stanford versus Iowa, and the band played the farmer. The Stanford band played the Farmers Only um, theme song. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. They shit on these people. They were guests in this state, and they shit on them. And they did that classic fucking, you know, we live on the coast, we live near an ocean, therefore we're more intelligent than you are. And in reality, farmers are growing our fucking food. The fuck are you doing? Building a website? Go fuck yourself. Having said that, what a beautiful campus. Stanford has. You know what I mean? If you had to choose between the two, you got to go Stanford. You definitely, there was, there, was no, there was no reason. They know they're Iowa. They know you're Stanford. They know you got better looking broads. You didn't have to rub their fucking noses in it. Came out to this state with their best fucking overalls on, trying to have a good fucking time. And what did you fucking rich cunts do? You, you didn't even have to do it. You could have just been rich cunts. You know, you could have just been, nah, you had to rub their face in it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this band. I would never say fuck that school. It's a great school. And I also like the football team, but fuck that fucking band. Fucking assholes. Bunch of fucking band geeks who got bullied in high school, right? You know, got beaten with their own fucking clarinet. And what did they learn? All that pain, all that sniffling as they were driving, you know? Crying, practicing later on in the night. <laughs> Trying to blow the, blow the fucking horn. What did they learn? They turn around and they, they repeat the behavior. Unforgivable. Um, fuck that band. All right? Anytime anybody brings up the band of the moment that everybody just loves to hate on, I go, hey, what about the Stanford marching band? <laughs> um. Anyway, if I see one more ad for a posture corrector, whatever they call it, fix your posture, it's like, I get it. You're watching me. I understand. I've never, well, actually, I clicked on it one time. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I've been trying to be more cognizant of the way that I sit and that type of shit, you know? Because right now, like the move, you know, everybody out there with the newborn baby, right? You guys, you know the move, right? If you have one of those exercise balls, I don't know what it is. But you put the baby in your, your beautiful baby in your arms and you just, you just sort of bounce up and down on the ball, right? And it just, I don't know, it simulates like riding in the car is another thing that just makes them fall asleep. So um, I got it down. I got it down to a science. I got it down. Like I, I get my, my son to so fall asleep that like, I mean, I, I set him down like I set down my books after school. Well, not that hard, but I mean, for a baby, it feels that hard. Because with my daughter, I was like, oh, oh, my God. Huh, eh, eh. And I just feel like they, they can feel your, no, don't cry. And then they start crying because they they, they're like a dog. They're just reacting to your vibes, man. So with this one, 
I'm just like, you know what? He's asleep. I'm going to stand up normally, and I'm going to walk over and just set him down like I'm putting a drink on a table. And that's what I've been doing. And this little champ has been just just, just sleeping. Like last night, I got to go from, um, let's see, about 1230 at night to 4 in the morning already. Precious. Precious. Three and a half hours of sleep, and then I was up for an hour. And then I got to sleep for another three hours. So that's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool like that. I'm something like that. Whatever that fucking early 90s hip-hop was that I missed out on all of it. Because I was too busy statting out as a comic. Um, I've been posting some of the shit that I find. I finally cleaned out my office. My office is it's done except for a couple of photos that I want to put up. Uh, I got one of me and Patrice. I got one of John Bonham when he's behind his green sparkle kit. And a couple others, then I'll be done with my office. And now, for the first time in years, I love my office. I can move around in it. It's fucking nice, as opposed to stepping over shit and just thinking, you know, at some point, at some point, I really need to organize my stuff. And I finally did it. Um, For the most part, it's like 85% organized. And then I just got excited. I just threw the last two fucking boxes in a closet. And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. And the reality is, what is so funny about all of that shit, it's all memorabilia and stuff from my past and everything, other than some family photos and shit and pictures with friends. The reality is, is if you took all of that away from me, you know, first of all, how long it would take for me to even notice that it was gone. And I would get rid of all of it, but I... It's just going to end up in a, in a dump somewhere. So I feel like if I keep it in my closet, at least animals won't have to deal with it until after I'm dead. That's what's amazing with plastic and shit. Like how long you're going to be continuing to pollute the planet after you're dead. And I really think that we have solutions to all of this shit. If these money grubbing fucking old families would just get the fuck out of the way. Um, that's, that's a stupid fucking statement. I just, if the, if the, if the um, mindset of a corporation could just change, we could just do the fucking right thing would be tremendous. Um, which I think eventually we will get to. And I think like most things, we're going to wait to the last second. Uh, get better before it get worse before it gets better. Who the fuck knows? Um, but I am out here right now in my office, my now clean office that I am loving. Um, I'm hanging out here and, and I, uh, I got to put my daughter to bed here in about eight minutes. So I wanted to knock out a few minutes of this podcast. At least a couple of minutes is what I wanted to do. Um, and then I'll do the rest of it. So there'll be a little bit of a jump here. But you're not going to notice because I'm going to fucking edit it out, obviously. Um, full disclosure. Um, and then I got to, obviously, then I got to go back in the house and fucking deal with... Uh, yeah, the rest of my night, which my son has been real good about sleeping after midnight. I can't get too mad at that. He gets a little fussy 1030 to midnight. And that's when you just have to, like, step up as a dad. And uh, that's the one thing that I have really, really learned is just how much breastfeeding takes out of the woman, the woman. It's she. My wife finally just goes, Bill, you have to understand they're literally sucking they literally sucked the life out of you. And I was just like, you know what? I get it. I finally get it. Because I'm looking like, what the fuck? Are you just sitting there, you know? 
you know? It's not like you have to concentrate to make milk. Your body does it on its own. Just being a typical dumb guy, right? And then you, you, you'll friggin' hook the kid up. Then you just sit there, you know, watching your shows. And uh, then the kid's done. And then I got to, you know, I got to, you know, change them and rock them and burp them and do all of this other stuff. I didn't realize. Um, you got to keep feeding your wife, your breastfeeding wife. And, that, and then you, you just, you just, you got to fucking be there, man. You got to be that unselfish person in the locker room. Wherever you need me, coach. That's what you do. I cook dinner tonight. I cook the lunch. I cook the bread. I do all of that shit. I do all the fucking dishes. Um, I am putting on a fucking clinic. Now, if I could just somehow not lose my temper once every 36 hours at a, a Bobby Knight level, you know, I think, I think I'd have something here. I think I would actually have a... <laughs> I think I would have a happy woman. Okay? Every married guy's fantasy. A happy wife. What the fuck do I need to do? What do I need to do? You know, that's all I need to know. Um, So, anyway. I was watching my little champ today. And uh, I recorded uh, a couple of things off of uh, TBS, some old movies, and I actually watched The Boston Strangler. The Boston Strangler, uh, starring Tony Curtis, Henry Fonda, and uh, uh, George Kennedy, among others. A bunch of character actors in that, and uh, I loved it. Great movie. What's-His-Face was incredible. Um, Tony Curtis was amazing. And um, obviously Henry, Henry Fonda is always great. Uh, George Kennedy was amazing. But um, so much of like the dialogue and stuff is so funny. And you really can see like, oh, this is how the guys who did Airplane. Like because so much that that movie was like a really serious movie. And now you watch it and so much of it is comedy. The flippant way, you know talking about gay people using the f word it's just like just flying around like it's nothing and it was this really like progressive sort of movie about mental health but like you know that word you know they hadn't had that whole thing going hey stop and fucking knock it off whatever the hell they said a few decades ago um you know which is also why you can't go back in time and look at shit and be like, um, what the fuck is up with John Wayne? What the fuck? I mean, I, that, that shit, I swear to God, it's literally like, that is such lazy, like, uh, grandstanding by fucking white people. I am so mad at dead for 40 years, John Wayne. Fucking idiots. Um, I think I think really what you should do, you should probably focus on the people that are alive right now who could actually hurt or help people is probably what you want to start with. You know, I get the statues thing. I get, I get it, whatever. The fuck you got to do? I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, it would be basically this kind... It's like if the Germans won and then you, they fucking... But they kept, like, Jewish people around. They got to look at, like, statues of Hitler. And after a while, they're going to they, tear them down. And then all the Germans... He's, he's a fucking good guy. I like his Mustang. You know, it was a long time ago. I get it. I, I get all of that shit. Um, 
I don't get after you knock it down, then the dude coming over and kicking the statue in the head. <laughs> it's like it's an inanimate object. It's down, it's on the ground, it's over. Um, it's kind of a punk move, I thought. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There's always that guy. Now, I don't give a shit if it's a real person or if it's a statue. When somebody gets knocked down to the ground, there's always that fucking pussy runs over and then kicks the, 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 the person or the statue in the fucking head. The head. <clears throat> Sorry, voice cracking here. Um, anyway, so I watched that movie. Uh, it was amazing. It was, it was about this, this serial killer in Boston, and um, he was strangling women and all of this shit, killed like 13 women, terrorized Boston for like two years, I believe, around the time of the Kennedy assassination. And, um, and then, of course, there was all these conspiracies. It wasn't him, man. It was fucking somebody else. He fucking got the wrong guy, man. And the reason why the Boston Stranglers stopped the second they arrested this guy is because he wanted it all get blamed on him. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. 2013, they had the DNA fucking shit. And they, I don't know. Somehow they got semen somewhere. Or maybe just to shut it up. I don't know what. They figured out that they actually got the right guy. Now, here's, here's the difference, how times change, okay? Because if there was, first of all, somebody strangling women in Boston, a serial killer, they wouldn't call him the Boston Strangler. They wouldn't. They, they would be something else. I don't know. Somehow the, uh, I don't know, the neck violating fucking, I don't know what, a toxic male, I don't know what the fuck. They, they would come up with something rather than the Boston Strangler. But this is how different shit was back then. There was a guy in Boston, serial killer strangling women, so his name was the Boston Strangler. Okay? Within 20 years of that, a man named Andrew Tony, playing for your Philadelphia 76ers, used to come in and light the Celtics up. He would put on a display of shooting, I swear to God, a Steph Curry, it's foreshadowing Steph Curry. Okay, his greatest games. Okay? And he was way cooler than Steph Curry because he was older than me and I still thought at that point maybe I could make the NBA. Now Steph Curry's just some young kid that, you know, whose dream happened and mine didn't. I wanted to dunk. You know, I wanted to hit the big three, backpedaling down the court before it even went in. I wanted to do that. At the parquet there in fucking Boston Garden, have people chanting my name. I, I wanted to do that. Um, anyway, so his nickname was the Boston Strangler because he would come to town and he would fucking kill us. He would fucking kill us. And I'm trying to think of any fucking w- way in modern times that, like, it was, who's that kid who just won the Super Bowl there in um, Kansas City? I swear to God, my short-term memory, the second the season is over, the fuck is that guy's name? He won a ring. Show some respect. Put respect on his name. What the fuck is his name? I can't remember his fuck. Can you imagine if he got named after like, because he kills people with two minutes left on the clock and then they, they give him the same nickname as, as, as if Jeffrey Dahmer had a fucking nickname? He eats defenses alive. Keep it going. For whatever his... Oh, man, I had it. I got the joke. I just don't have the fucking reference. What is his fucking name? What is your name? By the way, how about the Patriots getting Cam Newton? Cam Newton! Um, Let's see here. Just when you thought the Patriots were dead, Rich Eisen. I don't know if you guys saw me. I had the greatest time on Rich Eisen. And uh, the man knows 
how to get me going. Right before the interview, he sent me a bunch of pictures of Tom Brady in a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform. Let's see. KCQB. Patrick Mahomes. That's not funny. Right before it came up, I, I, just, I just immediately I saw it because I knew the answer was going to be there. I stopped stressing my brain, and then it just floated right to me. Keep it going for Patrick Jeffrey Dahmer Mahomes. Never would happen. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't have a nickname. Let's, let's look up top serial killer nicknames. Jesus Christ, what watch list am I going to get on this? Top serial killer hiding murder material in a serial box on top of your stereo. Top serial killer killer Nick nicknames. All right, here we go. All right, the Hillside Stranglers, the son of Sam, the lady killer. Ted Bundy was called the lady killer. That almost sounds like uh, like he's out there crushing ass. I'll tell you what, Ted Bundy ate ass. He really got in there. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's actually more Jeffrey Dahmer. The BTK was the worst one. That's just, a, that's just a bad one. And he gave it to himself, too. The Night Stalker. The Acid Bath Murderer. What in the fuck? The oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to know, but I don't want to have you listen to your fucking... All right. I almost said something really like I was going to start hating on those fucking people. I'm not, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, Okay. I am too old to understand YouTube celebrities. There, I said it. Okay, I understand if you go out and you go do some funny shit, but I don't understand the guys who and the women who are just fucking talking over shit and they're just getting in the way of it. It's like, are you trying to suggest that I don't have any uh, friends to joke around with when I watch shit? Okay, acid bath murderer. John, hey! Oh, look at him with his fucking serial killer mustache. 1909 to 1949. Let's see what he did with his 40 years on this earth. Commonly known as the acid bath murderer was an English serial killer who was convicted for the murders of six people, although he claimed to have killed nine. You know, that's one of that is sort of a reoccurring thing with uh, serial killers. You know, they are shit talkers, you know. You're being charged with the murder of 16 innocent people. Oh, yeah? Is that all you found? Uh, wait, there's more? <clears throat> yeah, we, we, we were going to... S- 27? Keep going. Um, Acid Beth, he was convicted for the murders of six people, though he claimed to have killed nine. Hey! Battered to death or shot his victims and then disposed of their bodies using sulfuric acid before foregoing, forging their signatures so he could sell their possessions and collect large sums of money. Oh, that's not that bad. I thought he was throwing them in while they were still alive. So this is like some Breaking Bad shit. Put them in the old fucking uh, oil drum there. So this guy really wasn't necessarily a serial killer. This guy was just a fuck. That, that's not a serial killer. I thought a serial killer is like somebody who just, I just got to kill somebody. This guy is just like a fucking criminal 
Well, I guess they're both criminals. You know what I mean? He's like, he's robbing people. And he's just doing it at such a high level. <laughs> We're going to come back to this. I, why would I read that? And I'm going to go read a fucking bedtime story. And you wonder why I'm so fucked up. Um, all right. Let's see. All right. Let me just hit stop. I'll just paste them together. All right. We're going to take a break. And by the magic of editing, I will be back in three, two, one. Okay, and I'm back, just like that, with the water of that. Um, so this fucking guy, this John George fucking, hey, his name is my name, too. Look, he's got the beady eyes. He's got the fucking Hitler stash, sort of. Little Tom Selleck, maybe. Ties a little crooked. Looking at him on Wikipedia. This guy was not a serial killer. Serial killers don't give a fuck about your money. They, they, they want to fucking, you know, turn your back into a fucking pantsuit or your back skin, whatever the fuck it is. They've... All right, so he battered to death or shot his victims, disposed of their bodies using sulfuric acid before forging their signatures so he could sell their possessions and collect large sums of money. Yeah, this is a fucking scam. Um, he'd forged their signatures so he could sell their possessions, <laughs> collect large sums of money. Not the brightest guy. Um, early life. Oh, Jesus. Uh, John, he grew up in a village of Outwood, West Riding, blah, blah, blah. His parents were engineers, and his wife was a member of the Plymouth Brethren. Where'd he get the fucking chemistry background? Hay later claimed that he suffered from reoccurring religious nightmares in his childhood. Despite these limitations, he developed great proficiency at the piano, which he learned at home. He was fond of classical music. Oh, boy. Uh, And often went to concert featuring music by a bunch of people. Bach, uh, Vivaldi, and Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky, whatever, Tchaikovsky, however you say it. Hey, won a scholarship to Queen Elizabeth Grammar with this fucking guy. He's playing the piano. He's getting broads. He's listening to the classic music. Classical music, I should say. What the fuck happened? July 6, 1934. Hay married 23-year-old Beatrice Betty Hammer. Oh, look at the the games on Beatrice. Uh, The marriage soon disintegrated. The same year that Hay was jailed for fraud. Betty gave birth while he was in prison, although she gave the baby girl up for adoption and let Hay and left Hay. Hay conservative family ostracized him from then onwards. Hay moved to London. All right, here let's get. Hay was freed from prison in 1943 and became an accountant with an engineering firm. Soon after, by chance, he bumped into his former employee William McSwan in the Goat Pub in Kensington. McSwan introduced Hay. To his parents, Donald and Amy. Oh, boy. McSwain worked for them by collecting rents on their London properties. And Hay became envious of his lifestyle. Yeah, this guy's not a serial killer. This guy is just a fucking... <laughs> he's, he's a YOLO douche who fucking was killing people and then forging their names. All right. I mean, serial killers that I think of. Um, all right, let's, let's get to somebody else here. What are we, the top... Sorry, let me get back to this here. Oh, for fuck's sakes, where did it go? 
Where did it go? Uh, you know, you look shit up, and then you, you click the back arrow, and it just disappears. Um, Top 10 serial killer nicknames. All right, let's, let's, we got to get through the whole fucking list here. Sorry, it's taking me forever. Um, all right, so where were we? Oh, not this fucking bitch again. Jesus fucking Christ, just give me the list. Just give me the fucking list. I don't need to use your stupid soliloquies. I'm doing the soliloquy. All right, where are we here? Where are we? Acid bath murderer. The Cleveland torso murderer. All right. The ick factor of the... Whoever wrote ick factor should have been the victim of this person. The ick factor. How old are you? Of the... He, he, then he ate the head. Oh, my God. Ick. Like, talk about a... All right. Let me just fuck around. Sorry. It was a little stressful. Put my daughter to bed, and then I couldn't get my son to stop crying after me talking about how I had it down. I did not have it down. I had a good night. I can tell tonight. Tonight's going to be... Yeah, tonight's going to be... Oh, it's going to be a rough one. All right. The ick factor of the Cleveland torso murderer is sheer body horror. Uh, is this a review of a movie? Um, during the 1930s, a series of human remains were found in and around Cleveland, Ohio, often in the Kinsbury, there's that fucking name again, Kinsbury Run area. The bodies were typically beheaded or dismembered, and the torsos was sometimes cut in half, hence the nickname the Cleveland Torso Murderer. He murdered the torso? He murdered the people. Something wrong with that nickname. Authorities weren't always able to identify the victims either. The heads weren't always found, and in some cases, death had occurred several months or a year prior to discovery. Twelve victims were allegedly, allegedly originally attributed to the Cleveland Torso mur- murderer, although the Lady of the Lake, who was found in 1934 before any of the other victims, is thought to be an additional victim. Indeed, some theories... Posit that, uh, posit, P-O-S-I-T, I don't know what that word is, that up the Cleveland torso murderer may have been responsible for up to 20 deaths. By the way, the Cleveland torso murderer had a second nickname, the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Yeah, that's way better. That's way better than the, the fucking, whatever the hell she just wrote or he wrote. Um, all right. You know what? I'm fucking bored with this. Serial killers who have nicknames. Let's see what these people got here. They got 41 of them. Lonnie David Franklin, Jr. How, how not happy is his dad that he named him after himself? The Grim Sleeper. David Berkowitz, son of Sam. Gary Ridgeway, The Green River Killer. Dennis Rader who really looks like fucking Walter White. He's the BTK guy. I don't know. He gave himself the fucking nickname. Richard Ramirez. He was the Hillside Strangler, right? What was his name? Uh, Terrorized Los Angeles. Was he the 405 fucker? What, what, what did they call him? Jesus, he's Dennis Nilsson. Look at that fucking guy killed people. Looks like he got picked on. The British, oh my God, the British equivalent of Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Nilsson was a gay killer who slayed 15 queer men. When the fuck was this written? Queer men in his home in London, England, between 78 and 83. All right, that's five years. That's 60 months. 15 into, that goes four, once every four months. He kept his victims' corpses before dissecting their remains and disposing of their bodies by burning or flushing the remains down the toilet. This led to his capture. I would think so, when human flesh was discovered in his sewage system. Not the brightest guy. All right, I, I, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to be reading this shit right before I go to sleep. For a couple hours, anyways. Um, all right, where are we here? I think it's time for some advertising. All right, a little over a half hour in. What do you say? What do you say? You do a little bit of ad reads there. Um, all right. Helix, everybody. Helix? Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses made right here in America. Yeah, and ship to you straight to your fucking goddamn door with free no contact delivery, free returns, and a hundred night sleep trial. Fucking gross. Uh, to choose a mattress. Helix made a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, two and a half if you're a fucking dope, and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you and your bulls. Um, if you like a mattress that's really soft or firm, you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach, or you sleep really hot. I always hate that line. Gross. The fuck do you got on your conscience? You flip it around like a goddamn fish. Uh, with Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. I took the quiz, and I was matched with. I did not take the quiz. I love Helix. Well, I love that you're advertising, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress by... Oh, here you go. You don't need my fucking... Me backing it when GQ, Wired Magazine, and Apartment Therapy... Just go to helixsleep.com slash bird, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. We've been advertising with these people. Or these people have been advertising with us forever. People love these goddamn mattresses. They have a 10-year warranty, and you can try it out for 100 nights, you fucking animal, risk-free. They'll even make it up, even pick it up, gross, and give you a full refund if you don't love it. But you will. I would love to hear those sales calls where they try to keep you on the line. But what didn't you like about it? Well, you know, I was banging my wife and I got a Charlie horse. Well, have you tried the missionary position? Well, you know, there's too much water under the bridge. I can't look at her face anymore. Well, all right, then. This is not the mattress for you. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off a mattress orders for our listeners. Get up to our listeners, for my listeners. Get up to $200 off helixsleep.com slash burr. All right. Oh, look who's here. Policy genius. You know, people, there's never a bad time to save money. But now more than ever, finding... Sorry. Finding smart ways to put some cash back in your pocket can make a big difference. One way to do this is to simply save on the things you already paid for, like home insurance. If you own a home, Reshopping your home insurance rates with Policy Genius could save you a good chunk of change. And the best part is you barely need to lift a finger to do it. Motivate your audience. Hey, audience. First, head to policygenius.com and answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. 
Then, Policy Genius will compare your policy against options from top insurers to make sure you are getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. If Policy Genius finds you a better rate than what you're currently paying, they'll do all the work to get you switched. Own a car too? Policy Genius will compare your home and auto policy uh, prices across different insurers and even mix and match to find you savings. This is perfect. They save their customers an average of $1,127.00 per year doing just that. Who likes to shop for insurance? Nobody. They're going to fucking do it for you and get you the best price. I think that's what they're trying to say here. So if you'd like to put a little cash back in your pocket right now, you can do whatever you want. Go down to the titty bar, throw it around, keep it, hoard it, stuff it in a mattress, whatever it is you do. See how much you can save by reshopping your home insurance rates at policygenius.com. I was just doing the Trump. I had the, you know, I had the thing with the, with the, the two fingers on the thumb. So I was making those points. Um, oh, and lastly but not leastly, old friends of the podcast. Been here for eight years. Stamps.com. For all of our sakes. Oh, sorry, that was a long, quiet yawn. Stamps.com. For all of our sakes, we need to do our best to avoid crowds any way we can right now. But. What if you need to go to the post office, man? What if you need postage to send out your letters and packages, man? That's why you need to go to stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do right. You can do at stamps.com. Print postage on demand and skip those lines and crowds at the post office. Plus, you can actually, say, yeah, you can literally save your life if you're an old person, okay? You know, going down to the post office, you can do this uh, with you at home on your giant computer. Plus, you can actually save. <laughs> Some money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. As if that wasn't good enough. Stamps.com offers UPS. I always want to see the other one. UPS services. UPS, United Postal Service. United Parcel Service? UPS, I don't know what the fuck it means. UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no UPS residential surcharges. Um... Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier. Schedule a free package pickup or drop it in a mailbox. No human contact required. It's that simple. And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get discounts. You get great discounts, too. Five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 62% off USPS shipping. Yeah, United States Postal Service. That's the one. UPS is United Parcel Service. Uh, Shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, saving you time and money and keeping you safe in these crazy times. Right now, my listeners get a special offer. That includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's Stamps.com, enter Burr, B-U-R-R, stay safe, my friends. There we go. All right. I love those guys, but that's a little fucking long. It's a, a little long to sit through. You get it. You don't have to go to the post office and they save you fucking money. Where do I go? Stamps.com. All right, that's it. Enter Burr. All right, the Gulag Archipelago. How do you say that? I'm a political science major. Oh, great. So you're going to win arguments in bars? How are you going to earn money? 
Um, all right, hang on a second. A R C H I P E L A G O. Pronunciation. My computer's just going to start guessing pronunciation on everything now. I'm just going to look at the A R C P E L A G O. All right, just say it. All right, here we go. Archipelago. Archipelago. Archipelago? Archipelago. They spelled it A-A-R dot K-U-H. That's R-R. Archipelago. This is a pirate word. The Gulag Archipelago. Dear Billy Global Worldwide, I'm a political science major entering my third year. In two different classes, we've learned about the Gulag. I'm amazed that it's not taught in high school It's hard to match the evils of the Holocaust because it was such a concentrated hate, but the gulag is right there with it. Please read the Wikipedia article on the podcast or even a whole book sometime. P.S. I agree Woodrow Wilson was an abomination. Um, Yeah, he was. Uh, Okay, here we go. Let's see here. Let's look this up. Gulag. Why do I always feel like that's like some sort of fucking, like New Orleans dish? You know, you start with, you know, right there, you start with the, what do they call it, the, uh, the trifecta? Celery, onions, and something else, whatever the fuck, I'm just combining all kinds of shit. Wiki, okay, gulag. Okay, the gulag, or gulag, um was the government agency in charge of the Soviet Union network of forced labor camps uh, set up by order of Vladimir Lenin, reaching its peak during Joseph Stalin's rule from the 1930s to the early 1950s. English language speakers also used the word gulag to refer to forced labor camps that existed in the Soviet Union, including camps that existed in the post-Stalin era. The gulag is recognized as a major instrument of political repression in the Soviet Union. The camps housed a wide range of convicts from petty criminals to political prisoners, large numbers of whom were convicted by simplified procedures such as by the... I can't even... I don't don't know what that word is. uh, Or by other instruments... Okay... The internment system grew rapidly, reaching a population of 100,000 in the 1920s. All right, what did they do? Contemporary history, background formation, more death toll, conditions. This is really just a dark podcast. Living and working conditions in the camps varied from significant, varied significantly across time and place, depending, among other things, on the impact of broader events, World War II, countrywide famine and shortages, waves of terror, sudden influx of releases of large numbers of prisoners. However, to one degree or another, the large majority of the prisoners... This, this is just not going to give... Okay, Shaq the, from Gulag reconstructed Gulag. So what, you just slept on wood? It was famine... Severe famine, 1931-33, swept across many different regions of the Soviet Union. During this time, it is estimated that around 6 to 7 million people starved to death. On August 7, 1932, a new edict drafted by Stalin specified a minimum sentence of 10 years or execution for theft from collective farms. Yeah, I don't want to read about this. This is just terrible shit. How do you do this? To, I just do not fucking understand 
how human beings can do that to other human beings. All right, I'll check out the Gulag Archipelago. I will check that out. Uh, statues versus Biden. What? Satus? The person wrote S-A-T-U-E-S. I read it as statues. Dear Billy Principles, I think that some of the, these Confederate statues, statutes, statues are ridiculous, especially since most were put up during the 1950s and 60s. <laughs> That's a great point. But honestly, how are people telling me to vote for, for Biden, who brags to this day about the crime bill, which puts millions of black men in jail for nonviolent crimes, destroying the male role in so many communities. That guy represents so much more than the statues. And every time I bring this up, which is often, people just look at me like I'm stumping for Trump. I hate everyone's stupid opinion. Thanks and go fuck yourself. Well, welcome to my world. That's where I feel. I, I mean, and I also don't even know what to believe because there's so much shit that's attached to anything that any politician ever signs you know, which I still don't understand why that is illegal to do it. You know why it is, because they would say no to it because they get voted out of office if they did it. The fact that shit gets attached to bills and everybody's ex- accepting of that. I just think big money is the atta- who the fuck do you know walking down the street? What'd you do today? I attached something to a bill. How the fuck did you do that? You don't have any money. Um. I agree with you, but um, I I also think at this point, you know, I don't know. I, I I'm talking too much about politics. Okay, my thing, my I want I want a leader under center. That's what I want. Okay, I want somebody who throws an incomplete pass, comes and says, "Hey, my bad." Doesn't yell at the fucking wide receivers. Okay, and has that look in his eye, you know, like we're going to fucking win this and points out John Candy in the crowd during the final drive of a fucking Super Bowl. That's what I want in a president, whether he's wearing a blue or a fucking red tie. That's all I need. All right, go fuck yourselves. Okay, advice. Sloppy teens from a lady. Hola, Billy Blue Eyes. I live in a unique neighborhood. Unique New York. Anchorman. I live in a unique neighborhood. It's a, It's small. And has a private airstrip running through the middle of it. Oh, that's awesome. The houses on the strip have hangars, and most of the owners are retired NASA and Air Force pilots with small planes. Wow. Can you imagine the conversations when they're fucking talking over the fences? Jesus Christ. I bet they all know what shit not to talk about. So they never have to say it's classified. They just know the areas they can't talk. They probably keep it light. You know? Did you uh, shoot any uh, fireworks off for the fourth? (laughs) Okay. At the end of the airstrip, we have a private park with trails and a playground for kids. And in the back, uh, there is a creek with a pipeline crossing it that attracts teenagers swinging off the pipeline into the creek and late night drinking slash partying. It's been ongoing like this for decades, and the neighborhood residents are always trying to figure out how to stop the teenagers from using the park, mostly because of the trash they leave behind. The cops don't do anything except run them off, but they always come back. Lately, the neighborhood residents have been trying to figure out a way, a real way to crack down. For example, towing their cars and pressing charges. I struggle with it. It seems harsh, and we were all teenagers once, and at and had a place to go like this to blow off steam. That's how I look at it. If I ever fucking did that, 
the level of hypocrite that I would be. Um, we used to go, we used to go down this place, Dan Road. It was like an off, it was a developing office park. We used to just like to be like a caravan of like fucking 10 cars, just driving down that office, you know, area into this one thing where there was like a trail. It was like, you just, all of a sudden you just be off road and you went all the way into these like woods where they cleared out that I'm sure they've now developed. We would just go down there and get fucked up. And, you know, every weekend, either Friday night or Saturday night, a police cruiser would go down there. We'd all fucking run, take off or do fucking whatever. Um, so how the hell could I sit there and, and co-sign on that bullshit? I mean, if they're, they're doing like meth and shit, and they're being fucking crazy, then yeah. But, you know, they're just you know, booze and weed and shit, you know? I don't give a fuck. I gave some goof-off suggestions such as releasing rabid skunks on them, attacking them with paintball guns and stealing their booze, um, or just putting a fucking trash can there in hopes they would use it. I do enjoy the park with my son, and the mess is actually annoying. Got any fun ideas? What would you suggest if it was your neighborhood? Um, I, I would probably go down there and just fucking clean it up. That's what I would do. And I, I would just do what you did. I would have a trash can and I would just say, you know, don't be a cunt. Fucking there's something that has vulgarity on it. So they'll think it's funny. Um, I don't know. I remember a long time ago drinking down the Cape at this kid's house. And uh, this old guy came by and he was yelling at us. So we were drinking out in the front lawn like fucking idiots. Underage, out in the front yard. Stupid, right? He just kept yelling at us, going like, yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, we drank. We, we always had a barrel. Christ, we had a barrel. Kept yelling about having a trash barrel. And uh, looking back, the guy was right. Now, the way he did it was wrong, but um, I don't know. I can't really judge any of that because I did all of that shit. Any fun ideas? What would you do? Well, you can't fuck with the environment because that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. What? What's the... You're going to train these rabid skunks to only come out after the teenagers? You know? Then they're not going to be there, and they're not going to leave a bunch of shit around for the rabid skunks to eat, and then eventually they're going to be in your garbage, so that doesn't work. Um, paintball guns, I don't know. That's, you know, these fucking kids today, they can't handle that shit. They'd somehow take video, and then you get fucking su- uh, sued. Uh, stealing their booze, really? Do you really want to fucking case a Keystone Light? Whatever the hell kids drink nowadays. Cheap-ass booze. Um, I don't know what I would do. I mean, it'd be fun to fuck with them if you wanted to. It just seems so douchey, though. I, you know something? I actually, I wouldn't, I would, just let, I would just let them drink and have a good fucking time and just realize that, uh, you know, they could be doing a lot worse. They could be doing a lot worse. And I, you know, I don't know. I just go down there. I just would fucking pick the shit up. I've always done that shit. I don't give a fuck. That whole ego thing. I ain't picking up your fucking trash. I don't want to look at it. So I would, I would just go over and I'd just pick it up. That's what I, you know what I would do? I would go over there before those other fucking adults got up. And I would go over there and I would just clean up the fucking area. And then let them think that whatever fucking thing that they did made those kids go away. And that way the kids can have fun. 
The adults aren't mad, and you're getting exercise picking up the trash. There you go. Problem solved. All right. Wedding proposal advice. Uh, Dear Bill, bald as my balls burr. All right. Somebody got the fucking manscaper. Uh, I discovered your podcast a few months back while working during this pandemic. Shout out to all the essentials. Um, And I can't tell you how much I've been addicted. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I regularly tune in Mondays and Thursdays and look forward every week. And I'm currently listening to earlier podcasts from this year, pre-COVID shitstorm. Anyway, I'm a 24-year-old dude, and I've been with my girlfriend for a couple of years now and have been thinking a lot lately about popping the question. We are both the same age and have stable jobs, and we don't see ourselves leaving anytime soon. Things are great in our relationship. I am not yawning about your life. Just yawning. All right. I was interested in how your proposal to the lovely Nia went and how you knew it was the right time and if you were nervous. Um... I knew it was the right time because she was going to fucking leave me if I didn't. I strung her along as long as I could fucking could. I was terrified. I totally loved her and I wanted to be with her, but I was scared. Um, was I nervous? I absolutely was nervous. Um, I'm having trouble thinking of how I should propose to her, but I know I want to. I, know, I also know she's everything I want, that she's definitely what's best for me. That's great. You discovered it really young and she has my best interests in mind. Thanks for whatever advice you can lend. And also thanks for doing the podcast. Good shit. Lots of love from New England. And I hope your family is safe during these times. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, I don't know. Throughout the years with the internet and the cell phone cameras, like people really think they got to do like this big giant fucking thing. I did not do a big giant thing. Um, because I know if I, if, I, if I tried to fucking plan anything, she would have figured it out. So I went the opposite way. I believe it was Christmas morning. We went on a hike back when we still had my awesome dog, old Cleodio. And it had rained out and it was all muddy and she was pissed and we were going up this hill and she just was fucking upset. She was not having a good time. And uh, I had no plan. I just knew I was going to ask her on the hike. And then we just came to this rock that had this, it just was overlooking downtown LA. And I just told her to sit down for a second. And I acted like I was having trouble with the dog and asked her if she could reach into my pocket, my jacket pocket. And she pulled it out. And it was, uh, it was a little Tiffany box or whatever. And then she went, <gasps> you know, <laughs> put her hand over her mouth and just started sobbing. Um, and that was one of the happiest days of my life. Not only because I did it and I felt great and I knew it was right and I knew it was the right decision, but also when you, you know, when you're an asshole like me and your woman is always mad at you, I just knew for the rest of the day she was going to be in a good mood. And I don't think I've ever had another day like that. <laughs> At any moment, I'm telling you, today I, I fucking, I have this habit. I fucking get a glass of water. I set it down on the floor. I think to myself, Bill, don't put it on the fucking floor. You're going to somehow knock it over. And I do it every fucking time. And I was with my son 
and I was bouncing him on the exercise ball, and I finally got him to sleep, and the exercise ball was in between this little crib, so I, I, I kicked it backwards with, the, with my fucking, you know, my heel, and I just heard it. I had a giant, like, you know, the fucking workout level bottle. I just heard it hit the ground and go, Goo! you know, that little that sound it makes, and it's just the fucking water just pouring out. And I was just like, you got to be fucking, how many fucking times, you fucking stupid fucking cocksucker. I mean, I wasn't screaming because I didn't want to wake up my kid. But my wife heard it. What was that? You know, it's just like, what was that? It was just, it was just me being me. So anyway, all right. Aggressively woke girlfriend dumped me. All right. Dear Billy, the, I hate when you guys give me nicknames that I don't understand. Bella because I feel like it's a good joke and I'm ruining it. Bella Costco, binging bitch. Now I got to look up Bella Costco. The fuck is that? Is this something that I should know? Is there something I should know? All right. B-E-L-I-C-O-S-O. Bella Costco. Oh. Traditionally a short pyramid-shaped cigar with a shorter, more rounded taper at the head. Uh, is that what I call a torpedo? Oh, I like it. Oh, there you go. There you go. I think I get it. Well, a torpedo, I think is. I like the ones that are tapered at both ends. All right. Why, why are you bringing up cigars? You make me fucking go smoke here. All right. Uh, I thought they said my tits. It says my title is a bit of a, is a bit of clickbait, but I got you this far. So no regrets. Um, oh, it's a bit of clickbait. Well, Andrew reads these, so, I mean, if this is just a long, boring one, because I usually find that that's what clickbait is. It's just fucking boring. All right. My girlfriend, or I guess my ex-girlfriend now, is a very good person and absolutely beautiful, brilliant, and caring. Fuck, I'm sorry. I can't stop yawning here. We are in medical school together, and we're dating for two years. Everything was great initially, We had, oh my God, can you imagine the combined student loan debt you guys would have? We had deep conversations and were each other's best friends. So when it came time to pick a hospital for rotations, we chose one in her hometown and decided to move in together. What could go wrong? This sounds great so far. She was actually the stronger voice in asking for the move, for the move in. I was down to do it, but I didn't want to upset her old school Catholic parents because I figured that I should be on their good side if I proposed in a year or two. That said, for the past few months, she has gotten more and more progressive to an intense degree. We started having political fights and I really didn't feel heard. I'm left wing, but not as far as her. Oh, for example, my dad's mentally handicapped cousin he had a virus when he was little that messed up his brain. Runs a liquor store in this state that I'm not going to say. I just don't like getting people in trouble here. Uh, it got burned down on the second night of protesting, rioting after, the George Floyd, after George Floyd got murdered. Our classmates were talking about police violence on our school message board. So I posted that I'm all for Black Lives Matter and the message... Um, systematic racism is awful and needs to be stopped, but this violence has gotten out of hand and needs to end. I just ask for things to be done peacefully. Yeah, well, you're kind of confusing the rioters with the Black Lives Matter people that were protesting. 
you know, and you're always going to have morons. All right. There's people on the right politically that you can have a conversation with. And then there's fucking morons running around with their dick out in their four wheeler talking about freedom. Right. And then you got on the left, you got fucking people that you can intelligent people you can have a fucking conversation with. And then you get these fucking uh, I don't know what the fuck you want to call them. These people like, you know, you should dress your son in pink and give him a fucking flower. Just like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. All right. She then comes over to me in our bedroom and launches into this thing about how saying that I'm diminishing the movement and I need to not say these things to other people. Yeah, see, this is where it gets, what, you shouldn't say what you feel? Um, How I need to understand the pain of black people, the pain black people are going through and offer support. How it's not time for my comments because I'm white and have never never felt systematic oppression. Uh, on on my side, I'm pissed. My dad and uncle are now taking care of their cousin who has had very lo- little income due to COVID and now doesn't even have a shop. Plus, there's some issues with insurance because being covered for fire and theft is different from being covered for a riot. I don't really get the financial details, but I do know that my dad has had to postpone his retirement because of all of this. He's 70 years old and is still working to provide for my family of seven. I told her I have a right to be angry and voice my opinions too. I also pointed out that calling for peace is not disagreeing with the protesters' message. Uh, I'm Jewish and have experienced my fair share of anti-Semitism. The anger I feel towards anti-Semites would never be an excuse to commit a violent act against someone. Um, okay, but in fairness, like the level of violence towards black, I don't think that Jewish people just get pulled over for being Jewish. You know, I mean, historically, obviously you've been through some shit, but you know, as far as your existence in this country, you know what I mean? If you're going to, if you're going to, if you, if you're going to look at like March madness, you know, what are you ranked in the brackets? All right. I would say you're about an 11 seed. <laughs> Um, Anyways, we've had other fights over things like feminism, uh, 16th seed. Um, Oh, Jesus, I'm going to get shit for this. I'm all for equally uh, equality between sexes and want to do my part, like taking on more child rearing responsibility when I have kids. Hey, be careful with that, buddy. Be careful with this, because these fucking smart ass women have basically downloaded a bunch of shit that they don't want to do anymore and have not uploaded any of our shit jobs. So the guys kept all of their shit jobs and now are picking up their shit shifts also. And then they're fucking sitting over there. They won't even make you a fucking sandwich anymore. Um, Anyways, but I refuse to label myself as a feminist because I think there's a lot of negative man-hating ideologies associated with that group. It absolutely is. They're guilty of a lot of the things that they're against. Not cool feminists, ones you can actually talk to. They're very rare, like a cool sports fan that can admit that his team, uh, you know, got beat by a better team. It's very rare. You know, I'm a bit of a cunt when it comes to being a sports fan. Um, I'm just a bit of a cunt in general. Anyways, uh, she is firm that if I support women, I need to label myself as a feminist. Fuck this fucking chick, dude. Fuck this chick. Fuck this chick. Otherwise, I'm denigrating her beliefs. I responded that I am a firm supporter of Israel's right to exist, but I would never label myself 
as a Zionist because I think the treatment of the Palestinians has been horrendous. All right, dude, you're really coming off like a fucking level-headed person here. Um, granted, I haven't been able to hear what your, uh, your woman says here. Your property. Kidding. Uh, this all came to a head the other day when, after another one of these political fights, she dumped me and went back to her parents' place. Now I'm paying the full rent on an apartment that's way out of my price range because she insisted on a two-bedroom in a city where I don't know anybody. I'm thousands of miles from my friends and family, and as a kicker, her dad is a chief, is a chief attending at the hospital we're going to be rotating at, and either he or one of his colleagues he will be directly in control of my first clerkship grade. He's a very nice guy and has always been kind to me, but I still feel like I'm fucked. I have no idea how he interpreted our breakup and obviously had no control and obviously have no control over his response. The worst part is I miss her a lot and I'm more sad than angry. Uh, underneath all of this, I think the woke stuff is an excuse to be mad at me. Yeah, I was kind of saying this is sort of a weird thing to break up with somebody over. So she either wanted to do it or just went off the deep end, which happens to people. I went off the deep end in the late 2000s, early to go back and listen to those podcasts. And I was just talking about the Federal Reserve and all of this fucking crazy shit. Still don't think I'm wrong, but I mean, that's, that's not a place you want to be mentally in. It, it just wears people out around you. Um, anyways, uh, she has been upset about my lack of effort in our relationship for a few months. She constantly comments on how I don't take her on dates anymore, which has been hard to do with COVID. But honestly, I have no excuse. Dude, yes, you do. You're in fucking medical school. You're in a two bedroom, expensive fucking goddamn thing. You guys are both buried in fucking student loans. The fuck is wrong with this person? I, I don't know, dude. I, I think, you know, once you get past this bullshit, you, you, listen, if, if you have a shot in hell at making a relationship work, you, you got to find a sweetheart. All right. Yeah, this, this is, uh, this is the way you've written this. This is nuts. Um, anyways, I could have done more and I could have been more invested. I fucked up in that regard. Also, her parents are very religious. So I think, Moving in with me was a culture shock. And although she was the only one really pushing for the move in, I think it got scary because that leap is a huge separation from her parents and her childhood culture. Anyways, any advice you or Nia could lend would be much appreciated. I have no idea what I'm going to do for the next year. I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck you're going to do. All right? You're going to go down to that hospital and regardless of how her fucking dad treats you, you're going to absolutely crush it. That's what you're going to do. Okay. And what you're going to prove to that man is that her daughter was out of her fucking mind to break up with you. Now, I'm not saying brown nose. I'm just saying go in there and fucking kick the shit out of the job. I would even maybe, I don't know, address what happened. Just be like, hey, sorry, things didn't work. I mean, she dumped you, though. So I don't know. I would just go in there. It's a year of your fucking life. Kick ass at the fucking job. No matter what mind game, if the guy decides to play a mind game, which would be really fucking childish. All right. But you never know a a, a dad with his daughter. Who the fuck knows, right? He might even been behind the breakup. You have no fucking idea. Or 
or there's a whole other way. He might know that she's out of her fucking mind. Who knows? All right? But I wouldn't bring any fucking baggage. Call the guy Dr. So-and-so, whatever. You know something? If he wants to fucking bring it up, let him fucking bring it up. And uh, I would, like I said, I would just absolutely fucking crush it there. You know, you can always break a lease. You can always get a fucking roommate. I'm sure you're going to meet somebody. Get a fucking roommate. Do not fucking get another girlfriend this quick and get him in there. I wouldn't do that either. I would just get another fucking roommate, you know. I don't know. Do the prison workout. Keep yourself in shape. And uh, I don't know. If you still really like this chick, maybe keep like a fucking open mind. But, I, you know, you definitely got to draw some lines and get some boundaries if you're going to get back together. All right? Just tell her straight up, like, listen, you were a sweetheart and I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. And I definitely dropped the ball in some areas, which I believe we've covered, you know, because God knows she fucking read you the riot act. But you can reiterate them so she can feel validated. And then you can delve into her shit and just be like, yeah, listen, you know, this world according to garb fucking lunatic bullshit that you've gone on. to. She's not going to understand that reference. Whatever the fucking reference is. Okay. You know, I have an, I have a, uh, I'm a human being and I have all emotions and I have access to all of them and I have a right to feel them. Okay. And if I extend that courtesy to you, you need to extend it to me and that's it. And if I can be adult enough to listen to your opinion that I do not agree with. Okay. But I'll be mature enough to understand that you're allowed to have that opinion then you need to do that to me. And if you can't do that, I'm not starting this over again. And I'll tell you this right now, buddy, that's the best you're going to do with that one. All right? Because this happens with people. They they get into shit and they go off the fucking deep end. God knows I've done it. Um, And it's not fair to the people in your life. So sorry that happened to you. Good luck. But here's the thing, dude. At the end of all of this fucking shit, you're going to be a doctor. Okay? And it's always sad right after somebody breaks up with you. But you never know. You might get back together or you might not get back together. And one day you're going to sit back and be like, what in the fuck was I doing in that thing? Putting up with that level of bullshit? Telling me what I can and can't fucking think? I mean, that chick is out of her fucking mind the way you wrote it. You know, although you're not allowed to say that nowadays. You're supposed to say that she's really strong. You know what it was? You weren't a strong enough man to handle... (laughs) Her telling you what your fucking opinion should be. Jesus Christ, what kind of fucking world are we living in? What kind of world are we living in that shit gets taken away from people? You know, some of this bull... I I, I don't know. I try to dance around this shit because I don't want to get involved in this stuff. But, you know, I I, I don't get this. I I, I just... I don't understand what the fuck goes on with these... uh, I don't know. We'll just leave it at that. With this whole fucking woke thing. This whole woke thing. Remember that? That was like a... Black people came up with that. And somehow white people hijacked it. It's just a way to fucking, you know, it's, it's just this way to just show what a great person they are with, without really doing anything. Like going after the name of an airport. <laughs> I mean, what, the, what, what kind of fucking effort does that take? All right, I guess maybe a little bit of an effort. I don't fucking know. You know what? I'm old and I'm going to shut the fuck up. God bless everybody. God bless you. God bless him. God bless her. God bless fucking day. Um, 
And God bless people that are wearing masks again. You know, let, let, let's give this another try. This, this, trying to beat this fucking virus is going to be like, you know, it's like dieting. We're going we're gonna to yo-yo diet our whole way through. We'll be like fucking Bill Clinton, you know, be disgustingly skinny or just have big bitch hips throughout all of this. And hopefully these genius scientists and doctors are going to fucking figure out how to isolate this thing and fucking, I don't know what the fuck it is they do, you know. Uh, shout out to all the mice that are losing their lives so we can continue to live. All right, see you.